What makes for a great director or a skilled writer? How do good actors do what they do? Does great art always follow the rules? Welcome to Press Play and Surrender. I'm your host, Owen McQuinn, and I'm an Irish filmmaker and actor. This is my chance to speak to artists of all kinds, as well as industry players, from up-and-comers to established talent. It's a space for in-depth conversation, where personal insights and unexpected tangents are very much encouraged. You're listening to Press Play and Surrender. My guest today is Fedja Sahirovich. He is a Bosnian actor based in Dublin. Uh, he's appeared in numerous short films and music videos, including the short film Tree and Fairy Tale of the Lake Como. He's got a really natural talent, uh, very raw. He's got a great quality, and that's why I'm planning to work with him in a new short film that I'm making this year. This was our first virtual meeting. I think it went well. It's an interesting conversation. Here's my chat with Fedja Sahirovich. Okay, so thanks so much for joining me on the show today, Fedja. Thank you. Yeah, My it's pleasure. great to have you. We're actually meeting under kind of interesting circumstances in that we've never met in person. Uh, we're meeting virtually, but we do have a specific project that we're interested in doing together. Yeah, so we've been committing for months yeah, already. I maybe since September, uh, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I had a lot of interest in the project, but you, among maybe two or three others, were very serious about it. You seem like you're very serious about your craft. You take your uh, career very seriously, not casual, you know. It seemed like there's a lot of people who are like, hmm, maybe I'll try acting. But you have a level of commitment that really interests me. And also, you seem to want to analyze the script and the idea and discuss it in depth, which is really, you know, refreshing. Um, can you talk a little bit about your level of commitment to acting? I mean, you've studied acting, right? Yeah, thank you. I mean, thank you for kind words. Yeah, I studied acting first four years at Bosnia and Herzegovina, my home, and then yeah, I started working professionally for almost 10 years. Well, yeah, I mean, I chose it as my life profession. Yeah. <laughs> I already invested so much time in it, so why would I take it half seriously or something? I'm going all in and I'm going to do my best for every role, no matter if it's short film or it's, it's me presenting myself, my work. So I take it very personally and I take it very, I don't know, I approach it deeply, as you said, so. Yeah, that's some why I have commitment. And I'm a full-time actor also, so there's no reason for me not to be serious about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, can you tell me a bit about where you grew up and um, maybe what your parents did? Yeah, I grew up in Bosnia and Herzegovina. It's a small country in the Southeast Europe. Um, yeah, I was born in 1994, so it was during the wartime there. So first years of my life were kind of, I mean, I don't remember them, but it was, my parents told me it was really hard. They didn't have electricity, they didn't have water or anything. So 
and it still it was very unsafe to live there. But my upbringing and growing up, it was in a post-war society, so entire country was kind of you know repairing itself, fixing. So it was a quite good ground to see people living on the edge of you know of everything. So I got, I got this opportunity to experience life in its raw form in my early age, let's say. And my grandma, she was an actress in national theater there. So she is the one who kind of introduced me to the world of acting, playing various games with me. And I know she took me to her place so I could see backstage and everything. So this was part of my, I don't know, passion for it. And my parents, they are not related to arts whatsoever. My mom, she's a sports teacher in high school. And my dad, he works for like some ecological development project in my country. And he's there. Cool. I mean, I kind of read up a bit about you and it seemed like because of the Yugoslav war and the trauma of that, I mean, that would have affected your community, your society, but you found like a coping mechanism in the arts and acting. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I found it as a, you know, escape from reality. I mean, as a kiddo, I didn't perceive it that way but now when i have this like mature look, look to the rear view mirror i see that yeah it was actually escaping from reality i used to spend most of the time in video store just you know renting films watching some people living their lives out there so and then later on i also started playing video games which also was escape from reality so yeah right and are there any particular movies that you remember particularly being important to you oh man i watched <laughs> there was one it was called virus it was like russian american film i mean it wasn't particularly interesting but for me as a kiddo it left a huge impression because it was robots fighting people with virus on a boat and for me it was so surreal i don't know but the films i really liked were i loved forrest gump when i was a kid it was one of my favorite. And I love Disney cartoons, of course. I watched a lot of Cartoon Network. So there was a specific series, animated series by Gendy Tartakovsky. He's a Russian artist living in America. It's called Samurai Jack. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I don't think I've seen that. I used to, yeah. I used to watch Cartoon Amazing. Network as well. Um, yeah. And I'd always remember like Dexter's Laboratory and yeah, that's different Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that must have sparked an interest in you and also for your grandmother to already have been an actress to introduce you to that world. It must have mm -hmm. been kind of inspiring. And so you did you act as a teenager in school plays or anything else? No, I never had experience acting until my like audition for the drama school that I went okay. but I did watch a lot of films and I, I I had an idea of what acting was but I never actually did it so when I went to this first like audition it was open audition in a full theater of people and everything and I didn't even know that you should you know talk to audience so I was just in my own world I did some Romeo and Juliet monologue and I was completely with my back to the audience and I guess that was interesting to them because I was so I don't know raw in this way yeah right so, so I never had your audition for drama school actually yeah. was a room full of people not just like two people it was a small theater it was like 50 to 100 people there and with like four teachers who are 
It was it was traumatic. It was one of the most traumatic experiences. Yeah. And like, were the other people fellow actors auditioning, or were they like people from the school who were teachers or? Yeah, teachers, students, uh, friends of you know supporters who came there yeah. to cheer for other newcomers wow. and stuff. Yeah. That's pretty intense. That's yeah, yeah. That's a lot for like a first audition into drama school. Yeah. Um, and what was your? I mean, training for four years in Bosnia. What was your experience of that? Like, did they have you? pretending to be animals and doing breathing exercises? Were you yeah. frustrated yeah. at all? Or is that part of the process to be a bit frustrated at the beginning? Well, okay, I think it's I think part of acting is to be frustrated and the way to handle it, how you find it to cope with it. Yeah, so I think that's normal. But yeah, it was typical Stanislavski-based education, you know, kind of ru Russian soviet system you know from this it was it was quite old-fashioned i mean that that's the downside of it but i liked it kind of made me um, learn about commitment about being serious with acting because it was super intense we had like movement voice uh i don't know speech or diction uh, acting itself stage combat we had like you know 10 10 subjects or something so it was super intense it was almost 12 hour a day course you didn't have time for anything else yeah so and uh, so. did everyone survive or did people drop out or what happened man like we, there was 11 or 12 of us no there was 13 of us at the first and two people yeah they dropped up they gave right. up at some point it's, it's super intense not for it's not for everyone you really have to love acting to be there was it the kind of school that allowed you to audition and, and work in productions or were they like, no, you must wait until after? The rule was first two years, you can't work anywhere. You have to be there. It's cool. And I got like commercial opportunity in the first year. But, you know, Bosnia and Herzegovina is a super small country. There's like two million people in an entire country living and there are not many productions happening. So when there is opportunity, you should go for it. And I really didn't like this because I asked my teacher and I knew what the rules were. But I told him, OK, you're preparing me for this and I got opportunity. They called me. It's not like it was open call. I really want to do it. And it's good money. And they said, no, no, you shouldn't do this. You can't do this. And I really didn't like it. So I broke the rules immediately and I went there to audition. I didn't get it. Yeah, but I didn't like this rule. This is the beginning because I think it's it's absurd. I mean, they're teaching you to act and there's no better way to learn how to act. But yet they yeah. don't let you to do it because their way is better or something. I, I just right. I don't like. It. Yeah, it's like there's an ownership over you or something. Uh, it's strange. I, I do know there are other schools with that rule. But you're training in Dublin now, aren't you? You're, yeah. you're you're doing an acting school. Yeah, I'm at Bow Street Screen Acting Course there. It's that amazing. Thing, is it yeah. amazing so far? Oh yeah, I love it. What you're learning there is it much different from your BA? Yeah, it's much different. First of all, my BA was based mainly on theater, and this is screen acting, so it's it's different but i mean it's very different form of acting and but other than that entire entire 
the way things are arranged, entire approach and, you know, ethics and philosophy of Bow Street compared to this rigid system that I had in Bosnia, it's way different. I mean, they're so encouraging. Everything is so free, so um, light, relaxed. I don't know how to say it. which is on point because that's what acting is. It's not strict. It's not, it's not military. Yeah. I found, I mean, I've watched some of your work. I watched the short film Tree. And I found that you have a very natural quality, as in, it almost seems like you're not acting, like we're just watching you, like through a documentary or something. It's very believable. So thank you. I want to know, do you, is that an effort to stop yourself making a, an artificial choice? Or do you not think about it? It was an effort, a great effort, because... I feel like uh, BA that I studied kind of made me more stiff in my acting. I would say ruined my spontaneousness in a way, which is what you need for film. So I worked really hard to relax myself, to be natural and spontaneous. But most helpful, I mean, what what helped me the most was watching various films, you know, watching actors changing from role to role. I remember watching, I don't know, Joaquin Phoenix, from early stage of his career to, you know, watching the way he developed and stuff like this. And also there was this Inside the Actors studio. It was amazing. I mean, this with James Lipton, like interviews, I, I bet you've seen it. It was super helpful to see how actors. So yeah, it's a, in a way I did work a lot on being, but thank you. That's a great compliment. I mean, it really yeah, means a lot. It is something that I had not watched before this, but I wanted to see more of your work before we talk today. Um, mm -hmm. Have you seen early Joaquin Phoenix roles? Have you seen To Die For? I think so. I don't know. I'm I'm bad with names, but can you can you remind me? Yeah, it's him and Nicole Kidman is uh, a weather girl on TV, and she seduces him into yeah. killing her husband. Yes, yes. I, mean, I remember it. What a great movie. And he was amazing in it. Like, and he, I guess, would have been through the trauma of losing his brother maybe a year before. But he did such a great job. I love Gus Van Sant. Sorry, this is a tangent. This is me just talking about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that kind of thing would inspire me as a filmmaker as well. Like just the just the colors in that movie, you don't see that anymore. Things aren't shot on film anymore. So, uh, you know, it is it is something I would aspire to create. Um, but you've also done a lot of stage work, right? And theater, yeah. because of the BA. How do you compare the experience of performing in a play versus being on a film set? Uh, mm -hmm. Do you feel like you act with the camera instead of acting with the actor? Is there a difference? Yeah, first of all, I want to say I really like your aesthetics and the way you wrote the script that we were, I mean, oh, talking about. thank you. Yeah, I mean, if you want to ask me any questions your as first well. Your film, it's really well written and it's so, it comes up. Well, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it and I wanted to point it out that I really love your aesthetics and the way you, you, I mean, I've seen this script of yours and I've seen your short film. It's called Staccato. Yeah, I remember. I really love the, especially the rhythm that you created in this film. And I also the script that I read of this project. 
it's really, really well done. And all the dialogues are coming f exactly from the situation. They're not descriptive. And that's, for me as an actor, it's most important that I don't see dialogues that are explaining some happening there, but actually they come from what is happening. Okay. And now to come to question, yeah. I mean, do you want to di digress or? Um, yeah, I mean, I do think that's something I learned recently because I did a screenwriting <laughs> MA and it's just about people usually speak because they want something, you know, so they have a clear objective. In the case of the project we might be doing is like the guy wants to sleep with his ex um, because he yeah. just doesn't have closure and the other guy wants closure for a different reason and is trying to trick him and trap him. So there are those reasons. It's so easy to write a monologue that is talking about the past and is like reflecting and they can work. But I think something that is more future focused or in the present is always more interesting. Um, so I'm mm. pleased that you kind but of noticed. I, what, I, what, I find, what I found very interesting is that you got spot on a mindset of different characters because characters are very different the way they are. And you, you can see that from dialogue that I read, it speaks, you can read that it's a completely different personality, different, you know, dialogue is not so generic, even if it comes from situation, which is not so often the case. Yeah, so really. Yeah, it is so important that the actors or the characters sound very different, even look very different. It's more dynamic, it's more appealing to the eye and the ear. That there's contrast, I suppose. Mm -hmm. yeah, the, yeah, but yeah. Also, I mean, most directors kind of rely on actors to do this kind of work. They just give you dialogue and they say, "Yeah, it's your job to create role." But it's so helpful when you read already written script that kind of gives you so much, so many hints on where you should yeah. go. Yeah, I know there are certain maybe directors who believe casting is like. 90% of the work and if they just get the right actor who's great and everything that they don't need to try very hard on set like but I I think it should be uh, an ongoing discussion dialogue exploration so that we maybe yeah. find surprising moments you know I think the audience always wants to be surprised right so yeah um, yeah so when did you move to Ireland, actually? I'm curious, how long ago? Well, end of February last year. So, yeah, I've been here a year. <laughs> That's very recent, yeah. And what are yep. your impressions? What are your impressions of, well, in general, what are your impressions of Ireland? Oh, I love this country. It's so amazing. I mean, besides the amazing nature and the way it's structured, which I love, of course, the industry is so good it's so well developed and it's you can see that it's growing every year there are more and more relevant projects happening that are leaving the impact on the world so i'm really happy here yeah that's so great to hear i'm delighted to hear that you love it so much um and do you find that there's a different approach to acting and filmmaking from other irish actors you're probably meeting a lot of other actors now that you're in this new course but you also did an MA in the gaiety right no I didn't do MA I was just part of an MA 
performance of them. Okay. Like, well, yeah. That's still pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so are you noticing a difference in approach or is it very similar to home? Well, there is a huge difference in general, if I, if I may say, because in home it's like, Technique of acting is kind of backwards. Most, most projects seem like, in a way, like recorded theater play. I'm going to be blunt here, but it's not like this. But, you know, um, it's it's not so natural. It's not so spontaneous. It's not so calm, uh, the acting itself, as it is here. Because, I don't know, it's just the way people are influenced by what cinema. And I would say so. So, yeah, I mean, there is a difference that's really obvious and i can see that this is something what i needed coming from where i come from i mean only my own language uh, the way we speak is different it's way more expressive with more gestures and it's different than english that people speak here which is more you know subtle right i do i think that acting should be fun and it is fun at its best like it should be playful it should be relaxed um it's the trying to get to the p place where you got the role or you're doing the thing on the stage or on the set. That's the difficult part, you know, but once you get there, I do think you do your preparation, but then you can let it go. You know, um, it's, it's really cool. Um, so uh, you're going to be doing this Bow Street course for six months, is it? Yeah. And um, will you have a showcase at the end of it? Yeah, there'll be a showcase. We will record, like, scene, and then this will be sent to casting directors and producers. And, you know. and what do you learn, like, when you're in a class setting, do you learn from seeing how other people perform and how they either make mistakes or, or do well? I'd say I learn mostly from myself and, you know, watching what I do and then seeing what mistakes I make. In the past, it was so hard for me to watch myself and, you know, to, to be objective if, if you can be objective when watching mm -hmm. yourself. But, yeah, also from other people you can see. But I think, yeah, not as much as from yourself, I would say. Right. Um, and in terms of auditioning, I know a lot of it is self-tapes now. But is there a way that you approach that? Like, how do you see it? Is, is auditioning difficult for you? Or do you see it as an opportunity to give your take on the role? And do you care that much if you get it or you don't get it? Well, of course I care. It's, I mean, in the beginning, first question was, yeah, I'm very serious about my career. So whenever I get opportunity to audition, I approach it as if I'm shooting the role, as if this is, you know, I'm shooting the film itself. So I'm, I'm taping it as if I already got the role, that's the way. But the hard part is letting it go after, you know, you send it and then you might not ever hear from them. You know what happens or you hear from them or you, you have no power over it. So that's the hard part, letting go. But I love self-taping itself because it gives you, I mean, first of all, you have freedom of, doing many takes and you know correcting yourself if anything when it's live audition you get two takes and 
usually you know you're overwhelmed unless you're a really experienced actor by the entire room and people there you know they're judging you you know and the way it is and self-tape is good other than that geographically you can audition in hong kong and in la from ireland so right um i really i yeah i get that like i've done a little bit of acting as well myself and i i do understand that kind of the ability to do it again and again and get it as good as you can get it in a self-tape but i also enjoy kind of once you're prepared for like the nervous experience of being confronted by a camera by the lights uh it kind of feels like flying in a way and that's kind of thrilling as well so i think there's something to be said for that like i did an acting course like 10 week uh maybe two years ago maybe longer and that was interesting and i like to prove it to myself that i can do it you know um mm -hmm. it's it's great but do you find that like if there's a slow period where you're not seeing work or auditions would you consider creating your own work yes of course i mean i also do music in a way you know for my own sake so this helps me to uh, fulfill myself creatively in a way and it also helps me to feed my acting you know find some but also when there is a dry spell when you're not getting so much opportunities and anything i think it's really important to stay sharp to do your own practices at least make some scenes and self-tape them even if they're you know not for anyone if you you can't lose with it you can always lose those scenes later for something so right yeah exactly um I'd say so. right and do you get to go out and i mean Obviously, we've all been through COVID, but now that theatre and stuff is acting or is starting back up, have you been able to go see any plays in, in Ireland? Yeah. Last week I went to, there is this festival seen and heard in Smoke Alley. So I went to watch my colleague from my course and I watched their place. So it was really nice to be there, you know, alive with people happening and theatre yeah. play and no, so, it is it is very exciting, and there is a good theater scene in Dublin. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I'm exploring. For me, it's new, so I'm just you know, yeah, I'm like a kiddo in a candy store. Absolutely, um, that's really cool. Well, I want to say thanks so much for talking to me today. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I hope, really hope that I can manage to get this project off the ground so we can work on it. Um, yeah, we uh, will, I believe. Yeah, so, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. And um, hopefully we can meet in person very soon. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a great opportunity and I really enjoyed this conversation. So, me too. So that was my conversation with Fedya Sahirovich. Uh, I think he's a really interesting guy, very talented actor, and I'm really looking forward to working with him. And I hope you guys will tune in next week for the next episode. This has been Press Play and Surrender. Thank you for listening. Please consider subscribing wherever you find your podcasts.